A weekend with Jason Dacey replay from Money FM 89.3. We're talking careers and how to set up your own business in the sports industry here on Money FM 89.3. I'd like to welcome Chris Robb, CEO, Mass Participation Asia, who's Organized many iconic mass participation sports events across Asia, including the Standard Charter Singapore Marathon and the JP Morgan Corporate Challenge. Good to see you, Chris. Great to be here, Jason. Thanks for having me. And I should point out that you're here to help out with the ASICS relay tonight at Sentosa uh, at 7 p.m. But let's go back uh, and, and talk, look at these five points, five things to consider while setting up your own business in the sports industry. And firstly, Chris, I'd have to say that it's not an easy thing to do in Asia, is it? No, it's a it's a tough industry. I mean, I think uh, you know across the region it varies from country to country. Many challenges: closing down city roads, inconveniencing many many stakeholders, and all the different elements of it: sponsors and participants, and so on. It's it's a pretty complex industry, but it's an amazing industry. Impacts the lives of millions of people and gets people active and healthy and interacting. People having family time together. It's 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 wonderful. So when it works, it must be very satisfying. Hugely satisfying. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get I get a great buzz. I I still this day get stopped in the street. People say, "Hey, thanks. You changed my life." You know. Wow. I I, I, I ended up participating in Cycle Singapore and, and rode 20Ks on a borrowed bike, and I now cycle five times a week, and you've completely changed my life. Those kind of stories, just amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. So point number one, do it for love, not money. Are you saying that it's not lucrative? Yeah, it's, it, it, it isn't the most lucrative part of the industry um, and, 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 and business generally. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty tough business model. Um, so it's important, and I think it's important in any business as an entrepreneur to love what you're doing. I was out for dinner earlier in the week and and met a guy who was a banker and he was telling me about all of his property investments all over the world. And in the space of 15 minutes, he told me pointedly that he hated his job. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely mm, hated his mm. job, and I and I just I think if you're in, in any job or any career, but particularly in entrepreneurship, which I think can be really tough, if you're not doing something that you love, that you feel purposeful about, that's part of your passion, it doesn't matter how much you're making. It's if it's a grind and a grudge going yeah. to work every day. Yeah, and I guess you need a lot of energy, don't you? So you really have to have that love to make sure logistically that things are going to work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know one of the things, whilst you don't make an absolute fortune out of it necessarily. The what I call money can't buy experiences that you have, you know, the, the, the places I've been, I've traveled all around the world with it. Uh, the experiences, like I shared earlier, of people coming up to you and saying, you changed mm. my life. They're seeing that smile on people's faces as they cross the finish line more than makes up for, for the other sacrifices that you make. And we should point out that you were born on a farm in Zimbabwe or you grew up on a farm in Zimbabwe, but uh, you had British parents. You lived in South Africa or Australia, here in Singapore and across Southeast Asia. So... You're a well-traveled person, so I guess having that travel element uh, has, uh, has been good for you. It's in your blood. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I love it. Love, love meeting people, love seeing places. And again, that love of running and cycling, going into a, a new city and jumping on a bike or putting on a pair of running shoes as you do yourself. Mm. You know, we've mm. spoke about you going and working in Mumbai and going for a run and, <laughs> and discovering the city. Yes, it's indeed. wonderful. And, 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 to, and to do something again that's your passion, that's linked to, to your career, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, five things to consider while setting up your own business in the sports industry with Chris Robb, CEO at Mass Participation Asia. Okay, point number two, 
it's all about the people. Yeah, it's it's about people in in every sense. So the people that you're working with, the partners that you're working with, so the people that you're working with as in your staff, the partners that might be your suppliers. Um, It's about relationship with uh, sponsors and clients, government, uh, and obviously the people that participate, listening to what it is that they need, interacting with them, um, you know, walking the ground at events and finding out what they liked and what they didn't like and, 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 and recognizing that what might be a great idea to you might not be loved by them. So it's, mm. it's understanding what the people want. But you can't do these kind of events successfully without people and thousands of them. So, you know, you spoke earlier about the, the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon. Mm. You know, close to 5,000 volunteers to make that event happen. Uh, it's all about relationships with people and and treating them the, the, them well and, and, and building those relationships over many, many years. Suppliers, you know, one of the first things I used to do, and people used to say, hang on, that's counterintuitive. Every time I finished event, walk around saying thank you to as many of the volunteers as possible and also picking up the phone to my suppliers and thanking them. Mm. People say, well, shouldn't your suppliers be thanking you because you're giving them a job? No, because when, when times are tough and, you, and, and, and you, you might need all hands on deck if it's pouring with rain or mm. there's a storm threatening, you've got a great relationship with your suppliers. It's, it's not a hierarchy thing. It's a partnership. Mm. You're all in the mm. trenches together. But there are so many people that you need to put on a mass participation sports event. How many mistakes have you made in terms of recruitment uh, through this process and how many wins have you had? Yeah, many, many. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I think it's – if I speak to any any small business owner, any entrepreneur, uh, the, probably the two most challenging parts of running a business, so they say people mm. and cash flow and money. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I've made many and I'm sure – I mean, I'm in a, in a different space now where I don't necessarily employ a lot of people. Yeah. Um, You're more, a consultant got, more of a consultant than an advisor now, but yeah, made many and 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 had had lots of great ones. So, you know, I've, mm. I've got staff that worked for me in Australia 25 years ago that are still great friends. Mm. You know, I go back to Australia and I'll catch up with them, have have, have dinner, and you know, we're we're, we're in, in 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 regular um, interactions. So uh, yeah, had had lots of great <laughs> ones, but uh, but but yeah, got some wrong. And, and you know, and one of the you know again one of the tips there: listen to your gut. So mm. so often mm. when mm. when you know you, the biggest mistake. I've made have been probably trying to force fit someone into a role that's not right for them or not listening to my gut and saying, hey, there's something that just doesn't quite sit right here. Mm, so recruitment's so important. Absolutely crucial. All right. Point number three, five things to consider while setting up your own business in the sports industry with Chris Robb, CEO, Mass Participation Asia. Surround yourself with great mentors and advisors. Yeah. I mean, I, if, I, if I look back on my time again, I, I now, at the ripe age of 55, have a great stable of, of, of advisors and, and mentors in different areas of my life. And in the latter parts of my business, I did. But if, if, if there was any advice that I could give someone starting out in business is find a group of mentors across different areas. Recognize that you've got some strengths, but you've definitely got some key weaknesses and find mentors to be able to help you through that and interact with them on a regular basis. Um, and whether, In fact, I was having a coffee with a friend. Um, I spend a lot of time in Bali now, and I was mm. having coffee with a friend over there recently. And, uh, and he was talking about 
how do, how do you get mentors? What do you pay them? Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of commitment. Mm. There's lots of um, really experienced business people out there that are more than happy for no cost at all, maybe a dinner, but not even a dinner, mm. just to help young people yeah. that yeah. are starting out in business. I mentor a bunch of people on a, on a weekly basis, and, and, and I learn as much out of them as I share with them, um, you know, different perspective and mm. so on. So, yeah, that would be one of my really uh, key pieces of advice. Surround yourself with a group of mentors in different areas of your life. That might be personal development skills. It might be particular areas of your business. You might be weak in finance. You might be weak in marketing. Work with a mentor. Mm someone who's really experienced and not necessarily always in the business that you're in. It might be from a different business to give you a different perspective. Yeah, indeed. And I, I you know, working in broadcasting, I love sharing things about broadcasting with anyone who's interested or journalism. So by all means, uh, reach out to me and uh, you don't need to pay me if uh, we can have a coffee. I mean, it's the, as you say, Chris, you learn from young people, you learn from their perspective and it makes you look at your things a different way, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I learned so much, obviously, as things evolve, the whole elements of social media, digital media, which, mm. which I've got a you know, fairly decent knowledge of. But mm. as it evolves so fast these days, you, you're often learning from young people, the next generation, and uh, looking at things with a different perspective. All right. Point number four, use the immense power of pause. Got me thinking on this one. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's, it, it's something that, uh, that has served me incredibly well over the years and, and uh, you know, over my 30, 30 plus years in the industry, I've dealt with many crises, you know, nickel highway collapse on my mm. first event in Singapore, wow. people dying at events. Mm. And the temptation when you're under massive pressure in those situations is to rush forward and make a decision and respond. And there's always time to be able to take a step back and say, what's the real issue that's in front of me? How am I going to deal with it? Sometimes you have time to identify who your key stakeholders are and consult with them. And the urgency to respond is often not as urgent as it may appear, if, mm. appear, if that makes sense. Mm. So take a step back, deep breath in, mm. maybe got an hour, a couple of hours, maybe only a few seconds. And that, that was brought home to me in a very personal experience a number of years ago, um, my parents in the UK, um, my dad was close to passing away with cancer and my mum woke up in the middle of the night and screaming that she, she thought she was having a heart attack. And I called the, the, the um, 999 and, and the ambulance arrived and I was in a real kind of panic of, look, my mum might be having a heart attack. And it was really interesting to observe this emergency serviceman stop at the entrance to the room and for what to me seemed like an age but was probably only 10, 10 seconds – survey the scene, ask a couple of questions before he moved forward in a methodical manner. Mm, so mm. I guess what I'm trying to emphasize <laughs> there is, is even, even in an emergency of someone maybe having a heart attack, the experts will pause momentarily, review mm, the situation mm. before moving forward. Very, very wise advice there. We have more time than we often realize. And it's like when you get that email, someone's scolding you or abusing you on an email and you want to respond immediately with a fit of anger where it may be better to take a step back and um, just reflect and then respond, right? Absolutely. And, and if you can, sleep on it and come back to it the next day and probably delete it and not even send it. <laughs> very, very true. Chris Robb, CEO, Mass Participation Asia. Five things to consider while setting up your own business in the sports industry. Things will always go wrong. Look for the gifts in every disaster. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think from adversity comes opportunity. And one of the, you know, over the, over the 30 years, I've given so many briefings to staff and volunteers. And the key message every time 
is even if we've had months and months of planning, which, you know, something like the, the Singapore Marathon, that's year-round mm, planning, mm. something will go wrong. Uh, an event of that level of complexity, something will go wrong. Our success will be determined by how we respond to that collectively and, 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 and individually. And, and, and I guess what I'm saying, again, the power of pause is linked into that. Mm. But having a mindset of not, oh, my goodness, there's a disaster. How do we deal with this? But, okay, what's the opportunity here? Something's, something's happened. It's happened for a reason. How do we respond to this? And what is the opportunity to maybe make something better, whether it be in the moment or whether it be with the benefit of hindsight? Mm. Stepping back and mm. saying, okay, what, what was the gift of that situation? Whether it be in your personal life, and we all go through adversity from yes. one degree or another, or whether it be in your business life, sometimes they're intertwined. You're going to be having a terrible problem in, in personal and it, it, <laughs> it automatically over, overflows into business and vice versa. Yeah. But having the mindset of this isn't the end of the world, let's take a step back and see what we can learn from it. And, and that gift might only become apparent years down the track, mm. months down the track, but they always present an opportunity. Yeah, learn from every situation. I think that's, that's yeah. the key there. So just uh, summing up these five points, number one, do it for love, not money. Number two, it's all about people. Number three, surround yourself with great mentors and advisors. Number four, use the immense power of pause. And number five, things will always go wrong. Look for the gifts in every disaster. Five things to consider while setting up your own business in the sports industry. Final pearl of wisdom from you, Chris, about doing this because you've done it for a long time uh, in Australia, here in Asia as well. Yeah, I think maybe that that comment that I shared when we were talking about staff earlier, listen to your gut. It's, it's seldom wrong. Yes, yeah. true. And sometimes the mind will try and over, overwhelm the, the gut, won't it? But uh, the gut's always usually right, yeah, isn't it? More often than not, it is. Yeah. Listen, listen to your gut. Yeah. All right. For now, Chris Robb, thank you very much. CEO, Mass Participation Asia, five things to consider while setting up your own business in the sports industry.